you are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? Now in tune to the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judas since 1998. Whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, podcast, or website, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio to the masses, a diverse mixture of old to new school, independent to mainstream, music of all different types of genres, as well as news, commentary, interviews, and a whole bunch of other good stuff. You got myself, DJ Fusion, on the mix and commentary and on the side you got my bro John Judah what's up John Judah what's up there DJ Fusion what's up there world of course Fusebox ready to rock for every boy and girl Vinny Vortex Johnny Nappy Way back again today John Judah DJ Fusion of course big big up to my big up to all the podcasts and all the listeners everywhere around the world of course big up must check in to the podcast cats out of Brooklyn, uh, Bronx, uh, of course, um, oh, and um, Germany, France, West Coast. Big up, big up, big up. What's the deal? What's up, Fusion? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Glad, as always, to be in the mix for another Fuse Box radio show. And I'm glad to have all of our peoples who um, put us on and broadcast us. Um, supporting as always Definitely check out that updated list of people Over at our official blog site Blackradiosback.com Or our official MySpace page On MySpace.com Fusebox.radio For all the latest and greatest People who are bringing the Fusebox sound Direct to you Again we deeply appreciate All of our affiliates and supporters on that end And if you just want to reach out to the Fusebox Radio In general you got a few ways You can actually now um, Go to our Fusebox um, Website which is www.fuseboxradioonline, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O, online.com, as well um, as blackradioeffect.com we mentioned. If you're on the social network in, um, pretty much all the social networks we're on in with slash fuseboxradio, so twitter.com slash fuseboxradio, facebook.com slash fuseboxradio, youtube.com slash fuseboxradio, and so forth and so on. So tag us up on an email, tag us up through one of those networks, and... Um, We'll try to get at you the best we can, um, and y'all know how we do. We're just a, you know, nice, um, solid, independent media organization. We do the best we can to get to everybody and do as much as possible with our um, current boundaries, because we got a lot of stuff going on in the background, but with our current boundaries, what we do as um, independent media folk and um, all of that good stuff. So yeah, um, we got a lot going on in this week's show um, I'm going to have Judah do an intro in regards to um, the interview we have this week And I'm just going to get into one or two quick news things Because um, the interview is um, it's pretty lengthy, but it's a powerful interview And it's straight to the point And um, yeah, we got some music joints going on and all of that um, For people... Um, who've been keeping track about what's going on here in the United States? We just finished um, our midterm elections, and thus far, um, a shift of change has occurred. And in my personal opinion, not in a good way. For people who have been listening to the show for the um, past few years, um, 
I think by now people know that we don't necessarily fit into a Democrat box or a Republican box. And some of this has come through, you know, especially in the past 12 years, some of this has come through evolution and stuff like that. And basically, truth be told, on my personal end, I'm not surprised at how things happen and how things went down. And it's not a tea party revolution, you know, get the F out of here. This is called somebody got bankrolled by a bunch of billionaires and corporations and tried to make themselves look essentially like a third party. And one of these populist cats that reached out to the people, as it were. And in all honesty, the Democrats have been punks the past two years. Truth be told, I think the main thing, whether um, President Obama gets a second term or not, is you might as well go hard and push what you want now. Because with the way things are, the House of Representatives now is officially in the Republican hand. I refuse to be like Tea Party because that's essentially, to me, as far as I'm going to Tea Party is a branch of the Republicans, I haven't seen a Democratic Tea Party person. And the Democrats are barely holding on to the Senate. But everything, first off, majority of the time, starts in the House of Representatives. So there's going to be a whole lot of political cock blocking going on in regard to people doing anything. And while there's a whole, whole lot of them approval of President George Bush's term, one thing one did have to give him and his people was they really didn't give a damn about what they wanted to push. And at this juncture, Obama, you might as well. These people are doing everything they can to have you be a one-term guy. And if you're really about improving the betterment of all Americans, then that's going to be the routine you're going to have to do. Um, quite frankly, another thing that had me annoyed is everybody acts like votes of people of color are automatically supposed to go to Democrats. Like they don't have to work anymore, in other words, to get those type of votes. And truth be told, the United States in certain ways is mad backwards the way they have dem- a democracy because you can go to other countries to see third parties all over the place. Like you'll have the quote-unquote major party that had a majority of people, but you also have other parties out there too. In the United States, they try to make you seem like you're ridiculous if you want to, you know, back a third party. Even though you're even around the beginning of when this country was founded, you had a third party. You had the Whigs and other type of stuff. I'm only mentioning this because I'm partially because I'm a history geek and just to show that this is not anything new. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Under the sun. And I think one of the main ways, in my personal opinion, that people are not going to take advantage on some degree of votes of people of color and a disenfranchised in general is to go towards a true third party. Not a third party that's backed up by a corporation that ends up melding with the other two main ones anyway. Because word is bond, there's going to be a whole bunch of corporate game playing going on. A whole lot more game playing going on. And while I look at politics as just one of many thin ways that people can let their opinions and stuff be known, um, voting is still an important part of letting that be known because if it wasn't important, they wouldn't keep blocking all these people from voting. There wouldn't be all these protests and people trying to be slick with where people can vote and all that type of stuff every time there's an election cycle, whether it's a midterm one like now and especially with the presidential elections. You know, you had people since the end of the Civil War talking about, yeah, we don't want no Negroes voting. Now, they aren't necessarily, you know, beating people up and hanging them right now. Well, majority of places. But, you know, there's still a lot of blocking going on. So that alone, to me, should show the importance of what's good there. 
And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I like a part of me can't even be outraged because I expect what was going to happen to happen. And at the end of the day, regardless of who would have been um, in charge of either or house of the government, it's still it, this, this particular type of government. The struggle is going to continue in the street and beyond. And this should show that it needs to continue in the street. And beyond, if I had to find a silver lining in that cloud, that had to happen. Oh, also, too, one thing that's bugged out all of the Senate now, there are no um, black senators now. They all got voted out. That hasn't happened in a minute. And I think within the history of the um, United States Senate, you might at most have had, let's say, I think it was six or so senators. Let me um, check. You have only six black senators in the history of the country have ever served in um, the United States. And I think one or two of those cats was way back when during Reconstruction time. So we got a lot to do, yo. We, we have a whole lot to do. Is the government going to be the only people who are going to save you? Hell no. It's never been that way. But damn, that means everybody's going to sit back and not do a damn thing. But that's just me. Judah? I think most politicians have to show them. Most politicians should have became actors in Hollywood because they have to really act like they are concerned about black constituents, black voters, or black people in general. But they know that in some ways they'll need them, but in those, and but and but they know that in, in most ways they won't be able to serve them. The Tea Party only represents another. Um, Aspect in America Or basically the same aspect in America Coming through um, I guess the typical means Political or one of The many typical means to try to influence And um, basically Bring on new world order in, in whatever means possible For the rich, racist and white So government is only A front because most of the people Who get in there are usually connected With certain type of educational systems Or secret societies Or bloodlines so most of the people that get in, at least on a high up level, are not even are not elected. They're um, given that position. No doubt, no doubt. And if it's supposed to be answering to the people, um, for one thing, with why the reason why I was talk about educated vote, you know, you need to know what the hell some of these people are talking about. Don't just be like, I don't like him or. Um, if people look on the um, Facebook page of the Fusebox Radio, whether it's the group page or my individual page or on um, the Twitter, um, I put up a Family Guy clip, which to me encapsulates perfectly what happens sometimes with elections when they talk about the um, undecided, uneducated voter. And for people who've seen that particular Family Guy, I'm just going to do a quick summary of it. They um, essentially have um, Lois, um, Peter's wife, running against um, the mayor of the town. And they have like a little debate. And the first thing she does is like, well, they ask her a question like, well, I'm going to break down how I feel about this. And they had the crowd going like, oh, whatever, whatever, boo. And then, you know, the mayor talked all nice to people or whatever, whatever. They're like, oh, I like him. He looks me in the eye. I'll have a beer with him. Blah, 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 blah. She goes, um, the work, um, advisor like, yo, what the hell is going on? Ain't nobody paying attention. Like, you got to talk to the educated voters are the stupidest people in the world. You got to go ahead and, you know, speak short and direct to them. So she's pretty much talking about, okay, they're like, what are you going to do to fight against crime? A lot. And that's all she said. Woo! 9-11 was wrong. Woo! And it's a whole bunch of, you know, other types of stuff. That's what Jesus wants. Woo! And it's a funny bit just in general, but it's funny yet sad, which I guess is part of how humor sometimes goes. 
in terms of how damn accurate that joint was and that how that's how some people's talking points are and uh, if you get a chance to read and study up on some of this stuff and it's not even like some of the most complicated stuff you see that's how a lot of this thing goes in the television and the internet age short clips that some folks just grab onto and there's a lot more to grab onto when for one thing my taxpayer dollars are paying for these cats to chill for about two to four years depending on what position it is so on that level alone i want to know that you're doing your damn job and everybody, you know, should know that. You know, now for, you know, Republican cats who are patting themselves on the back and the Tea Party cats, proof's in the pudding now. You know, everybody wants to talk all this nonsense. And it was like how on MSNBC, I was watching some of their footage of during election day night. And I had to give Chris Matthews a big credit because he just completely spazzed for a moment because he was interviewing, um, I think it was Michelle Bachman. He was like, he essentially did the equivalent of, ho, what are you talking about? I'm asking you some direct questions about what y'all are going to do. And you just keep spitting the same lines. Every time you're on, you spit the same lines. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? And the clips, I'm sure, is on the web by the time we're on broadcast. And it was completely ridiculous. And you had a whole bunch of those cats saying the same thing. And you had some of the people on MSNBC like, are you serious? Are you really damn serious that this is how it's going on? So, you know, well, as it would be of any political party, the hell with it, you know. Stop talking little clips. Make make a real, true, and positive difference because everybody's talking about we need jobs, this, that, and the third. Um, I hope to see some damn jobs and a whole bunch of other stuff going on because otherwise this is just going to be a straight up and down mess. But, um... Anyway, um, before I get into some extra things, I want John Judah to get into um, this dope interview he did um, earlier this week that we're going to be broadcasting that kind of fits into this entire how this system thing is going. Judah? Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We have an interview this week about the criminal justice system and um, or lack of, of justice system um, in the correctional area. And how it deals with um, African Americans um, Specifically we're talking about State Farm County and State Farm Virginia Deep Metal Correctional Center And Newport News Jail And some of the things that they do to inmates Particularly black inmates And um, also black inmates Who don't have records Or um, a charge But they're able to um, Manipulate the situation to make it seem worse than it is and get people locked up who don't have any charges. And then the people in the justice system, like judges and lawyers, act like they don't know what's going on when they know that whole system is helped very much by locking people of color up, particularly black people. They do, they do, they do definitely do the same thing to our Latin brothers, but black people are the most hated and are probably the closest human thing to God. So this happens to people of color And also just to show how it, uh, people overseas To see how things happen today Despite of what you may hear on the news or, may, or despite what you hear Maybe black coons or white racists Who try to argue away racism Or try to put as if you get a college education That you're not going to be black no more And look at Barack Obama He's the president Scared to do manly things that other presidents have been scared that have not been scared to do, but he's just a jigro in a seat um, who wants to be white, but he knows he's not white. 
But you know But anyway I think um, I think our listeners Will definitely enjoy uh, The interview And um, About State Farm Virginia Deep Metal Correctional Center And Newport News Jail And just about How the justice system In Mar- I mean in um, Virginia in general Whether it's from All the way north To all the way south And in America in general But particularly in Virginia How that is very corrupt And all they try to do Is crucify African Americans and give us a bad rap And also the, the educational system Which is a part of that Because they know they can mess you up there They can get you later It's a whole web And I know people in the educational system um, Who know that there's, there, there, there's a situation That they're trying to wedge black people in And if they can get you in that uh, if, if they can get you in the correctional situation Before you graduate That's better But of course after and the little tricks that they play on black students there. But anyway, but now I hope everyone enjoys the interview. And um, Fusebox Radio, of course, going to be rocking on and on. All right, no doubt, no doubt. And um, another interesting thing, this last little thing tied up the election. For all my people in California, Proposition 19 did not go through. It did not get voted in. And for those who are wondering what the heck um, is that, um, essentially, Proposition 19 would have, on a lot of levels, it would have legalized um, marijuana. In terms of you have being able to have a certain amount and, you know, have that on hand. Not Well, at least by the state, mind you, because it still would have been illegal federally. Um, not get arrested, etc., etc. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much um, done. It lost by 9 percentage points by the time we've been recording the show right now. Um, with less than two-thirds of the precincts reporting So it wasn't like a blowout But it, um, <clears throat> excuse me It still didn't happen They said a lot of it happened because On uh, one end, the conservative leanings of older voters Who tend to participate a bit more in midterm elections And they also said that um, young voters didn't turn out in um, enough numbers To um, get sufficient numbers to get that going down So Legalized marijuana usage and sales Y'all gotta wait two more years to try to knock that out the park again in California If you got that medical thing going on though At the moment Because that's still kind of fuzzy territory You're relatively good In that arena So, you know All my people who, you know, pitch those dimes and everything else You can't exactly just go about things happily yet So, you know, don't be all all in the streets holding a brick like Yee, because your ass will go to jail And California likes putting people in jail and just gonna, you know, let that go. Speaking of jail, I'm getting real tired right now of being able to know certain rapper cats, um, prison type of terms, incidences, and all of that more than I know about the actual album releases. It seems that every time one or two get out lately, more come back in, and it's usually for something stupid. It's not necessarily for self-defense or whatever else. Like, after all, I just got to smack yourself upside the head. Like, really? Most of y'all cats are grown by now. Really? That's why I wish I was older in the 1980s. Because the 80s, really, none of this went on. And there wasn't any false ideas, false notions about what was good. It's not like you had to have money before you came in to be nice. It's not like... Uh, there was no relying on Twitter or, 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 or um, thing. I wish it would have been the 80s A lot of jokers would have been at a different point But in a lot of ways Some of the things that the technology And some of the ideas And some of the 
things happening in the music industry, radio and telecommunications have made, you know, kind of like zombies and holes out of artists. 80s is the glory, glory, 80s is not the only period that's nice in hip hop, but it's definitely a period that was less uh, um, things that were shallow and didn't make a difference. You know, a jail record as opposed to making good records. A lot of people making, there's a lot of people who talk about jail that ain't made no classic records. Tupac is an exception, big an exception, but outside of that, you know, hip hop been dead for a minute. That's no even disrespect, but, you know, big up, much love to the cast from the 80s, early 90s. I think 80s who had a better, scratch early 90s. I like the 90s, but the 80s was the period that I think showed the most decency, self-respect, and um, variety. But, you know, we're going to keep representing that forever and ever and ever. No doubt. And, I mean, well, you, it's interesting you brought up Tupac, because Tupac never really glorified jail. You ain't never him talk about Woo, jail, jail is the hottest thing ever Like he was like, I need to get the F out of jail You know, some people may not be the happiest About what he talked about in terms of The street situation or whatever Even, I think, to, in my opinion, a lot of that was multi-layered And, you know When people talk about, yeah you know, Some of the cats who got in jail who got out The cats who tend to be a bit more nice Never glorify jail you know what I'm saying? To me, that's some common sense stuff. And having mad family members and annoying people who've been through the jail system, it's real up in there, yo. Whether you're talking about county, state, or fed. If you got to be in a situation where you're behind bars for a moment, you ain't got no, that's no type of real freedom to do what you want to do, it better be for a damn good reason. And, um,. Yeah, we got a little off of that track, but we're still talking about the same thing. Um, yeah, Gucci Man in jail again, man. And I don't know. I mean, it's it's starting to get annoying now. Like, I'm not one of these people who's like free fill in the blank person when you, automatically when you hear that when they they got there in jail. And you know, I ain't supposed to be about free every damn body, every damn. And I've said it over and over again. Everybody who gets into jail ain't no damn political prisoner. Okay. If if your dumbass knows that people are gonna be eyeballing you twenty four seven, it's already been proven at least in New York City, and I'm sure it's another major jurisdiction too that the hip hop police are real, and they're trying to get you and your bit of money so the hell out of out of the way. You kind of need to avoid doing certain things that are just gonna play into people's hands. Now, certain stuff, I'm like, look, if you want to puff a little herb or you do whatever type of thing you want to do, it's not necessarily my vibe, but hey, whatever. But if you know people are going to be eyeballing you while you're on the road, can't you wait till you get back to the hotel room and do that? Wait till you get home, you know what I'm saying? Now when people can just like tape you and be like, look at that dumbass doing something, man, people see you stumbling on like World Star or something after you're boozed up and bent up, and then, you, then you're going to get behind the wheel. After millions of people seen it, you know what I'm saying? And people just marking that down until they can go ahead and get you. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I know some people are hardcore addicted to certain harder things, and I hope they get that out of the system. Maybe part of that's what can make what people going crazy. But I don't know, man. I, I, I just can't have empathy for most of these cats no more, yo. I mean, after a while, it's like your ass must just want to be there. Real talk Like if that's validation For hip hop Then there's a whole lot Of hip hop That's not real anymore <laughs> And I hope For most people That's not But yeah man 
Um, supposedly, homeboy has a, a, kind of a big drug issue. I hope that does get out of his system and people get better. That's the main thing um, I can say. But, you know, I'm not supposed to know more about your jail record than your actual records. That's all. <laughs> that, 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 that crap is getting tired. But, anywho, um, last thing on the hip hop end. Um, <clears throat> MC Hammer put out a diss towards Jay Z. People probably have heard it by now. People probably seen the um, over the top video with it by now. I look at it like this I think people can say whatever the hell they want to or against each other. I'm not necessarily the type who gets mad at. A proverbial battle record And for people who don't know the history I'll be real brief Essentially On um, one of Kanye West songs Jay-Z was talking about how Hammer got broke Etc, etc And all that type of thing And Hammer took offense to it Now I'm not the type who's like Well because so and so's up in a high position Nobody can say anything I think that's stupid So on that level I give Hammer some props Because there's a whole bunch of cats Who are real quiet and soft right now In regards to How they feel about dude Quite frankly You know there's stuff I'm not good with Jay-Z with And there's stuff that I'm kind of like nonchalant Or like alright whatever And um Hammer's video is more over the top Because it ends up like Him Like like he chases down Jay-Z And ends up baptizing him at the end of the video Cause he's talking about that You know homeboy made a deal With the devil etc 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 And blah 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 and you know we've heard all the Illuminati talk and stuff like that and whatever, whatever, whatever. And um, I don't know. I'm like I said, Barbie's not mad. Like I'm like I'm for expression. People can say whatever the hell they want, express whatever they want. To me, the video and the song kind of blow. But hey, don't just be like because somebody's up in a certain place, nobody can say anything. A certain part of hip hop was people on the battle end. So was this a whack battle? Of course it was. But hey, people can't do what they do judah yeah i think brother was maybe more or less taken as an offense and i guess when people get to a certain level they say things and you know it could be offensive and they can a lot of times back it up one thing i know about hip-hop in general is that jay-z is i think the representation of what all new york cats wanted to be themselves in hip-hop so when you got young brothers, especially young brothers who didn't get money through education, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, um, but got it through hip hop and got it through street means, a lot of people are not going to like people like that. You know, these are young brothers able to do it and didn't have to, you know, um, play the, uh, play the academic game or the blue collar game and then was able to do what they love to do. Which means that a lot of people are not going to like him because they're going to be jealous. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, that's just how that is. And unfortunately, you know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes pride comes before destruction. But, you know, I got no hate because I think at the end of the day, he, Jay-Z represents what all New Yorkers wanted for themselves and what they wanted out of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So... If he if he if he's rising and shining, he's still doing some of the some of the records he's doing represent or it's, or it's a style of record that was in the eighties. So you you know cats who love traditional hip hop in a way gotta like Jay Z because he's still almost doing the same style from twenty years ago and mixing up with the new stuff. 
And I think that That has to be applauded You know what I'm saying You know Dissing You know People going this And I'm not too big on it The older I get But at the end Because in the end of the day It's not going to necessarily be about that Even though some of the best songs Have been spun off of um, Diss records But you know At the same time You know Biggie and Pac got into that And that was something That kind of Affected You know Their life So hopefully Won't nothing negative Come out of that It's not worth it You know what I'm saying And um Um You know It's gonna be hard For somebody From New York Not to really Be in the forefront In hip hop Because it started there So Alright Big up to Hammer And big up to all The West Coast I was a big up to him keeping it on wax. Some people talk all the, the crazy gun talk and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For one thing, Hammer was never really on that type of thing in the first place. I'm glad he's not on that now because some cats have gotten older and more foolish as time has gone by. And yeah, I just had to check that. You, you can find the video. I personally thought it was a little over the top, but hey, people are free to do what they do. So good for him and good for him not necessarily pugging out like, oh, this cat has whatever, whatever. I can't say nothing because too much of that goes on in hip hop to me. And the cowardice that's going on, not just on a wax on wax thing, but on a lot of other levels, is part of the reason why what we hear in the mainstream is diluted now, in my opinion. But anyway, man, yeah, we got a lot going on. The interview's real intensive. I'm going to jump it off a few um, nice tracks in the upcoming week uh, because we have such an intensive interview. We're not going to have the direct effects um, or um, free press or... Um, Excuse me, direct effects segments, but um, we'll have all those in full next week. And for those who listen to the um, local broadcast in DC, you'll hear all of those um, segments. Jumping off. Oh, and lastly, shout out to all the websites who are um, posted up the Fusebox radio footage um, when um, hit over at Howard Homecoming for the R&B concert where Erica Badu and uh, Marsha Ambrosius perform. Um, it's really, really appreciated. I've hit up most people about that. Um, whether it was on their message boards or emails, etc. But I also want to give um, acknowledgement via the broadcast, too. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty dope seeing um, that particular bit of support and everything. Some from people um, we reached out to, and some from people we didn't reach out to at all, but just grabbed up that footage. So thank you for spreading some diffuse box radio vibe and film for one of the first times and everything up on there. And um, as I said, we have a YouTube channel and we have a Vimeo channel, so... Y'all can check things out, whether on your computer or in crispy high definition of that. Um, the clip is of Marsha Ambrosius performing. And um, she did um, Floor Tree Say Yes and um, did another joint. And, um, and shout out to Howard Jew. They had, like I said, they had a homecoming. Pretty good events overall. And um, the R&B show was live. Um, Erica Badu and uh, Marsha Ambrosius, like, killed it. Killed it. You know, no autotune BS, dope bands, um, folks, folks styled it out. I wish I could have got Erica Badu footage, but they were like, yeah, no, no taping of this one. So otherwise, I would have had some of that too. Like I had security guy, like right when they were doing the intro, like right before a song ended, like yeah. So that messed up my little video footage I had when they were just telling the camera people to, to back off or whatever. But you can see pictures on BlackRadioBack.com and the Facebook page of that Jordan you know go to the video site and um, see everything and feel free to spread the word and we're gonna spread some music and extra word right now here at the syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast DJ Fusion John Judah another week of bringing that 21st century black radio vibe to you signing out peace peace word is born these casting on the mic fantasizing a lot
so-called MCs, wannabe rappers and all that, whatever. You get your not rock, kid. Yo, you thought you bought your best lines, but they couldn't touch mine. I rocked you in your not. Hope you have better luck next time. You thought you bought your best lines, but they couldn't touch mine. I rocked you in your not. Hope you have better luck next time. So just perhaps you wanna challenge my style of rap. Talking about you bus caps, we know that's just a pile of crap. The underground is where I dwell at. It's where I find my heaven and where you find your hell at. You're in my clutches now. You get slid up and lit up, just like some duchess now. See, I'm hard to define. My mind travels far from ghettos to galaxies, representing gangstar. The street life, the reason why my mic ignites. I bring more ruckus than a nightclub fight or bar brawl. I'm swinging lyrics like broken glass, Paul. The scar, y'all. Hold your head, cause all that weak shit is dead. See, the times are changing, and me and my peeps is getting crazy fed. So remember when you're writing your rhymes, stop fantasizing and bring some real issue next time. Yeah, bring some real issue. Yo, you thought you bought your best lines, but they couldn't touch mine. I rocked you when you're not, hope you have better luck next time. You thought you bought your best lines, but they couldn't touch mine. I rocked you when you're not, hope you have better luck next Yo, time. I do what I have to do to master you and capture you until you recognize what my rapture can do. You thought I wouldn't step up to keep my rep up. I ain't the mother kids. I don't need to play no catch up. I got too much pride for this. I know something in that'll ride for this. With me, it's do or die for this. Street knowledge, intellect, and spirituality. My survival package as I deal with reality. I'm like fish burning hoodlum when I come to do them. Chew them up, spit them out. The most respected, no doubt. You've seen me in action, so act like you've been knowing. The GUIU of the gang, I've been flowing. Just like the River Niger, all the way to the Hudson. Had so many lyrics stashed, and I couldn't wait to bust some. Lately, I've watched this game evolve and elevate. So now I push my music like drug dealers push weight. Straight like that, straight out the gate. Cause it's never too late to set this up second straight. But it is too late for you and your crew, son. You had the audacity to come against me, the gifted one, and Primo with the tracks to inspire my next line. You got no wins here, so better luck next time. You thought you bought your best lines, but they couldn't touch mine. I rocked you in your knot, hope you have better luck next time. You thought you bought your best lines, but they couldn't touch mine. I rocked you in your knot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better luck next time. You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio. It's less for them, but not for me Oh, you're so perfect Oh, don't ignore me, girl Them other girls are service They do nothing for me, girl Oh, you're so perfect Don't you know me, girl Ain't no need to be nervous This'll work out, surely, girl Let's take it slow to begin 
worry, I got the blueprint. Get to know you, then we win. Friends turn to love is the end. I know it's always something, but they ain't talking about nothing. This is my car jumping. Cinderella, no pumpkin. I don't care who gets you. I don't care what they don't see. I don't need God to remix you. It's less for them. What about for me? Oh, you're so perfect. Oh, don't ignore me, girl. Them other girls just service. They do nothing for me, girl. Oh, you're so perfect. Don't you know me, girl? This a workout, surely, girl. Come on, cheer up, baby. You know I make you laugh. Me, Tina, Tanya, Tracy, we're having a bubble bath. The girls are blowing bubbles. They make it in the field. The smoke comes out the flowers. Mm-hmm, you know the deal. I don't care who gets you. I don't care what they don't see. I don't need God to remix you. It's less for them. What about for me? Oh, you're so perfect. Oh, don't ignore me, girl. Them other girls just service. They do nothing for me, girl. Oh, you're so perfect. Don't you know me, girl? Ain't no need to be nervous. This will work out, surely, girl. Oh, you're so perfect. Oh, don't ignore me, girl. Them other girls just service. They do nothing for me, girl. Oh, you're so perfect. I don't care what they don't see I don't need God to remix you It's less for them, but not for me Oh, you're so perfect Oh, don't ignore me, girl Them other girls just service They do nothing for me, girl Oh, you're so perfect Don't you know me, girl Ain't no need to be nervous This will work out, surely, girl this is Milk D. Right now, you're listening to the Fuse Box Radio with DJ Fusion. Every I get money. And every night, boy, all I want to do is keep you satisfied. But if you're away, I hung my pillow tight. I imagine that it's you laying by my side. I think that you should know that you make me lose control.
John Judah. You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Wapi
listening to Fusebox Radio. Yeah. <laughs> Get up, man. I gotta use the bathroom. Again? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I told you let me get the windows Please ensure that your seatbelt is securely fastened. If you have used any carry-on items during flight, please stow them underneath the seat. Yeah. Charm indeed, my life is like a 12 on a tech 12. I select set the speed. I blend one day into the next. Recite text at the rate of a tech. Magnitude of something from text. Attitude, prepare for whatever comes next. Mild to two, Everest apex. I got gratitude for my various longitudes. Latitude, international food. True. Last resort, added pages to the passport. Last flight, non stop, just barely caught. First class fish, fresh like it's daily caught. I'm not a baller, but the ball is in my. Justice is all in. We go for thought. Yo, bluff, I'm calling. There's no retort. Nah, no recourse. Change course or be my main course. With extra hot sauce. Look, every rhyme I write will full force. True. Why they sound so right? They not yours. The voice is choice. Even when I'm hoarse, I'm a stallion. You see the girl, them smiling. I get around, my profile beguiling. Rhymes like these, even on laundry day. Threadbare, who cares? I'm styling. You think you want to rhyme next? You wildin' You trying to lose? Nah, I'm trying to win Then there's no time to lose Yup, it's time to win uh, We done it before, we gon' do it again So home or away, let the games begin Say what? Home or away, let the games begin Again Home or away, let the games begin I said Home or away, let the games begin Ladies and gentlemen, DJ J-Lock Bring it in Slam, slam dunk, and one, go! Times three, Patrick, what's it called? 3TP, defense, ish, and stand for triple threat. What it mean? Let's see, the DJ, the producer, the MC. More like knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. It's hard work on three, so throw your hands in. Now throw your hands up, stand up, man up. Till the show and the cup runneth over. The flow so fluid that you can't stay sober. Like three fourths of water, we tearing the whole globe up. I'm chilling, keeping it simple, and sipping a mimosa. And sitting Indian style while eating a samosa. Lounging with a lady friend, fit for a poster. Fatter than a left tackle from Samoa. The server comes over, asks, Would you like samosa? Yeah. Place the refill on the triple threat coaster. Yeah. I'm and back it up. Call me overflower. <laughs> the rain won't let up. I suggest you call Noah. You might not drown, but you probably gonna throw See, up. The light travel faster than sand, I can't slow up We do this for you, so who cares if I blow up That's kinda like waiting for a mystery to show up Man, you trying to lose? Nah, I'm trying to win Then there's no time to lose This is our time to win Yup, we done it before, we gon' do it again So home or away, let the games begin Say what? Home or away, let the games begin Home or away, let the games begin Come on Home or away, let the games begin Yeah You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Ooh, baby, oh, baby, oh, yeah. 
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is Fusebox Radio in the lead. Today we have a little something different, a little interview that I am conducting. Yes, this is in reference to the criminal justice system in the United States and the um, prison systems in the United States. Last year, Fusebox Radio, DJ Fusion, of course, the wonderful, conducted an interview with uh, Douglas A. Blackman. He had a book... Uh, called Slavery by Another Name The Re-Enslavement of Black Americans from Civil War to World War II He later won the Pulitzer Prize after being on our show I might add um, But anyway in the book he detailed A white man now Detailed very well about um, Blacks being 
after slavery and after the Civil War, blacks being uh, incarcerated for no reason uh, um, and falsely accused and locked up so they can be have another form of invo- involuntary, have them in slavery again or have them in a money-making capacity that they would be in prison and, and, and work for free like they did when they were slaves. But this situation is not about the book. This is This interview is with a brother named Howard Jones. Um, born in Virginia, raised in the Brick City, Newark, New Jersey, and his situation had to deal with um, the slave, the slave state, which I call Virginia, which is where he had to deal with some things with the uh, justice systems and the prison um, situation there. Um, I might add that um, Virginia's Virginia state flag has uh, a white guy with his hand, with his with his foot on the neck. And head of a, of, a, of a colored person Looks Indian So that kind of gives you an idea where it's going But yes I would like Definitely like to Like to like the people to um, Welcome a good friend And a good man um, um, Mr. Howard Jones Mr. Jones yes. yes indeed Yes indeed um, I just tried to open up Mr. Jones About, um, about, your, uh, about uh, Situations that go on That have been going on uh, um, in the United States And you are a situation that happened Within the last uh, 10 years um, Which is a recent situation That people could look at uh, Tell uh, tell our listeners uh, What you had to deal with In the uh, slave state of Virginia And um, and tell them about the charges And how things happened for you Okay First I want to initiate We are people who make mistakes but dealing with Virginia is one state that focused on one thing, and that's tearing a man down and give no existence at all to allow him to rise. Yes. For well, we all learn from the mistakes we make, but we stay in captivity dealing with that state. They don't want you to learn and rise. They want you to be within their limitation and a bond for life. Yes. One thing dealing with Virginia, when there is anything that is against you, which you have no legal standards at all, because with their justice and with their judgment, it's all wickedness. Yes. When you come to the point uh, where you will have to face any charges that may be brought against you, you are dealing with their standoff. Which means that whatever legal system that's there to present from you is only a front line of appearance. Uh-huh. They are not assisting to you. Yeah. What they are are going by and working by the Commonwealth State. So their income is only focused in one area. If this person does not receive time, or along with probation or supervision, then that lawyer who represents you is only is making that appearance will not get paid. Mm-hmm. What that all is having someone standing there that actually is a front. Yes. There's no one there to help or to really relate to you. Uh-huh. Now, we're dealing with people who do create serious crimes yes. and they need to be dealt with yes. 
But when you deal with people who actually love and care for family, work and not have not one drug charge, not have one violent charge, not one have any uh, dispute or any uh, violence in in relationships or any of that nature, but yet you treat them as one who has been convicted of a murder. Yes. When it comes to the point of one coming to the court, how do you deal with something that's totally against you and you have no idea which way to turn? Uh-huh. Somewhere of that standard is not commonwealth law as we come together to bring in new buildings to help the community. No, we provide our law as we go day by day to get more convictions. Yes. Okay. As I continue, as I have stated, dealing with a state that has no justice or no judgment, for it is all wickedness. Yes. When it comes to the point of you returning back to where you tried to where you left off because wherever wherever you have to stop and be faced with this court of course you're going to lose a few things but when it's come repeatedly for no apparent reason then something is wrong with that system and no one is not even looking at it yes the point that I'm trying to make for I, who had a charge in 2004 and have never had any other charges after that. Uh-huh. My charges from, from the third DUI to the fourth DUI were actually not DUIs. What they were was me being an epileptic and not understanding what was happening to me. Yes. But the problem was Yes, I was on medication, but see, they were telling me that there would be a problem. I didn't, when when they tried to explain that, I didn't know that that would take me through a a, a blackout and don't know what happens when I return. Uh All I thought they were telling me is that when certain things that you're operating or certain things that you're involved with, you will have a mind blackout and not... Uh, remember what's going on, not your body being falling out as well. Uh-huh. So what they do is that when they realized that they had a situation that this could have been medical, they didn't even treat that as a standard state. They didn't even try to assist me or either inquire, maybe you need to take this a little further into your, uh, your ministry or your theologically as far as understanding what truly is happening to you because I had no idea that I was going to be in this position Uh but however when you come to a point of dealing with that and that is health alone for some people will walk around not knowing they have cancer Uh there's people who are walking around not know they are affected by HIV but the fact of the matter is when you have a law that's there that's saying they'll provide for you. You have a law that say I care for you. Uh-huh. We have a law that says we will represent you. That is all lies. Uh-huh. First of all, when it comes to the point 
of me being arrested for six times for the original charge of 2004, as in me posing not the re reporting to probation. But the fact of the matter, with me dealing time and being in court, I have dealt with this, being that I have never received another charge. Uh -huh. Now, when every time I get arrested, of course I lose some items because it's the point of me going to court. Now, of course, when you come in the court, they review your background. Uh, they review everything that they will have on record to explain what kind of person you are. Uh -huh. Now, if you seeing me never having a charge since 2004, why am I repeatedly coming to court with no extra charge? Uh -huh. Now, when I'm being there and have to wait two to three months to get there, I'm automatically released. Then I turn around to try to anxiously get back what I have fallen off on, uh -huh. as in finance, uh -huh. as in preparing for what I can do for my children, uh -huh. and also for the home that I no longer have. Uh -huh. Each time that I get into that position, I'm arrested again. Uh -huh. Not with a new charge, as stating I have a warrant. Now, a warrant that's being issued is the point of me have to be someone who is a threat to society. Uh -huh. To the point that I have never, wherever they presented me in court and then turned around and released me, what is the problem with that system? Uh -huh. First of all, when you come to a court, there is no excuse for the one who is in high authority not to know everything about you. Yeah. <clears throat> if there was something incriminating, there was something that might be a threat to society, why am I being released every first time I come to court? Mm -hmm. The one thing that I did not understand is when I was extradited from New Jersey, I got to the state of Richmond, which they flew me down by plane. Uh -huh. So I had to stay there for two weeks and wish they transferred me to Williamsburg. Uh -huh. And then I had to sit to Williamsburg for two and a half months to get to court. So when I get to court, there were two questions asked to me. Those questions represent the point, why did I not tell New Jersey to contact them so that they would not have to come and get me, but I can set up an initial court date in which I will come down and meet on that concerned date, which I did inform them, but they told me they have a contract with Virginia not calling them. If we are holding an inmate for you, you will have to pay for it. Uh -huh. If you don't do that, then we'll release him. Which they did come and get me on the third day. I had to sit for two and a half months, three months to get to court, which I, that means I would lose everything. Yeah. When I got to court, that question was along with another question with the lawyer who was standing next to me was asking what other charge does he have. Mm -hmm. Why would he be asking her that when he has my record right in front of him? point of the matter is the ones who are in authority is in so much wickedness
But all they do is make a front to make you think the right procedure is happening in front of you. But someone who is wise enough to know what the law is, there's no way you can get away with that. So when he had the response from the lawyer stating that my client has no other charge, he sit there for five minutes as if he didn't know what direction to go. Doing that procedure means he did not need to be where he was. Because the simple fact that if there was no charge against me, there was no additional charge that I have committed, then why was the problem of that hesitation? Mm -hmm. I know what to do. Mm -hmm. Of course, they released me again. Then when it comes to the point, here I go again, I will not be able to get back where they took me from because they will not initiate the funds to do that. Mm -hmm. So now I will have to funnel them around in certain areas, with certain areas they don't allow homeless people to be uh, at the, what they would say aggravating the streets or aggravating the, the, the scenes where there might be a whole lot of people coming through. Mm -hmm. So what I will have to do is find a way where I will be able to work and get enough money to decide what direction I need to go. Mm -hmm. Each time that took place, I was arrested. Now, the, the next time was the, uh, the fifth time or the, this is this, I've been arrested on one charge for six times, there had never been no extra charge. Uh -huh. The point of the matter, when I got arrested this time, I stand in front of the judge, he asked me, why are these people keep doing this to you? Now, why would someone who's in authority be asking us to be in that? <laughs> What, what kind of nonsense is that? Uh -huh. You, in a much higher position, ought to know the reason why this is done. Uh -huh. You feel as though there was something that is illegal in front of you? If there is something that is not right in the front of you, why would you join in with it? Uh -huh. For the simple fact, I had no other charge. I had no other... Uh, hidden uh, names or secrets or anything for everything they knew about me is right in front of them. Uh -huh. I took it upon my own ability to stop driving because it was a simple fact that every time that I try to put my foot down on how these attacks would come upon me, uh -huh. they would all come with different signs. So I took it upon my ability to say, no, I will not drive again. And by doing that, there was no other charge. I simply showed them I have done what exactly what they have supervision to do, but I didn't need that. Uh -huh. I'm someone who doesn't indulge in drugs. My body has been clean of drugs for close to 20 years. Uh -huh. I have never had a drug charge in my life. Uh -huh. I have no robbery charges. I have no, no... Uh, violent or uh, aggravated assault against the relationship, against the billions or uh, anyone. Uh -huh. My standard is always work and take care of my family. Yes. Now, by me being robbed of that, I have two sons who are incarcerated. Uh -huh. Not for the simple fact of what they have done wrong, but for the simple fact their father was not there. Mm -hmm. 
for the simple fact behind these people will basically destroy your life over nothing and assist you no kind of way to rebuild. Yes. This is the focus of tearing a person down but have no assistance whatsoever of helping them up. Yes. All of this I have accomplished of my own. Now, going back to that judge asking me why all these people keep doing this to you, uh-huh. now he decides to look at me and actually ask me something of that nature, uh-huh. as if I was part of a group or a crew or association, <laughs> why all these people keep doing this to you. Uh-huh. Now, he's going to simply request to me and say to me, there is no way that I can try to resist uh, uh, a reinstate probation on you because the simple fact there is nothing there. Now, how do you completely try to do this to a person from 2004 and take it to 2011 and there has never been a new charge? How can you uh, simply keep interrupting one's life? That seems to me as if they are pushing that person to actually do something in the community and wish they would say, yes, we got him now. Uh-huh. But simply, I was someone who was a much stronger will than that. Yes. Because I have something that I have always placed in front of me. Yes. That is not my kids alone. That is the state of knowing there's a God up there. Yes. And I know he sees what is going on. Yes, sir. Now, when it comes to the point of that judge going to tell me that what I would do, it seems to me this will be the only appropriate way. I would go back to the original charge in 2004 and give you two years and eight months and to the point of uh, when you get released, you will have no problem at all. How in the world do you go and give a person two years and eight months when you have nothing to work from? Mm-hmm. This person doesn't have probation. This person doesn't have time over his head. This person doesn't have parole. So where would you get this time to work with to put against someone like that? You are actually doing what you want to do and then look at me as if that's the only way to do it. No, it's not. The only way that a righteous person would do it, not one who has to be religious, not one who has to be combining with the law that he's working with, Mm -hmm. but as one individual dealing with the outside community. Simple of saying that the the one perspective way to end this is for you to be Mm scot-free. For you have the charges, you have not created any other crime, Mm -hmm. you have never done anything wrong. So we're going to do this. We're going to end this right here. And no one should ever bother you again. Mm-hmm. But no, you will go in the air and say, I will take two years and three months out of nowhere and have me to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, the funniest thing of being in- incarcerated, mm-hmm. when you become incarcerated, is that 
when you are incarcerated, there is so much that is happening inside of jail and prison that the community is not aware of. Yes. Now, of course, when someone is actually uh, sexually abusing a person, uh-huh. someone is actually selling and transporting drugs uh-huh. to hurt children in the community, uh-huh. well, they all deserve what comes to them. Mm-hmm. But when you take a good person who may have a traffic violation, why would you consider him as someone who needs to be incarcerated? Now, when you're dealing with these certain situations, there's feeding, there's clothing, there's also medical assistance that's supposed to be at the best and at the, the, the best of quality that it can provide, being that so many people will have to see this. Mm-hmm. Now, the point of the matter is, well, however they receive the funds for this, is never as actually what's being reported. Uh-huh. So when I was incarcerated in Nuba News, there was some kind of chemical spill that was coming through the vent. Uh-huh. And what that chemical, what that, what that, uh, that vapor, what it had done, when it had coming through, there was five to six people affected, with me included. Yeah. You had one person coughing so hard that he was coughing blood. Uh-huh. You had another person coughing so much that he was coughing so much saliva. Uh-huh. I, who was coughing with a very dry tone, coughing to I was on my knees with my face against the floor. Uh-huh. This, was, this standard took place for three to four days. Uh-huh. Now, each time I went to medical, they claimed I had a cold. Hmm. I know very well, for I was over 30 years old, knowing what a cold is. Yes. This was no cold at all. These people had done something wrong, and they did not want anyone to know what happened. Yes. So, what they did is they keep going on with that same story of telling each individual there's a cold or there's a flu that's going around in the building and you have got access to it. Uh-huh. Now, dealing with me, they have tried to take chest x-rays. They did that to me five times. Uh-huh. Claiming that I had a cold, never reporting if anything have been x-rayed in me. The reason that that's why, excuse me, the reason why it was not reported was because no one looked at x-rays. Yeah. This was only a procedure to keep the hiding information. Yeah, in other words, they almost t- took x-rays to see what the effect was of that vapor that was coming through there, but not necessarily telling you that it was, not, not admitting that it was a vapor coming through. Mm-hmm. So what they were doing was checking my system, saying that this this is this is a cold. Let me just check your chest to see if anything is wrong. Uh-huh. It's just five to six times and never reported to me of nothing. Uh-huh. Now I'm here. I am not just coughing like this one day. Mm-hmm. I am coughing like this 
on my knees with my face against the floor, which is no saliva or nothing is coming out of me. I'm coughing from my groan all the way to my head, kneeling down to the floor. Mm-hmm. This aggravated my epileptic seizure so much mm-hmm. that when it, the attack came on me, they had a hard proceeding time trying to bring me back. Mm-hmm. When I was brought back, there was a very much dizziness. There was that, that, that smelling salt they kept putting under my nose. Mm-hmm. And then the nurse who was tending me at that time must not have had anyone in that, in that, uh, in that position or in that area that she was in a threat to. Mm-hmm. Because what she had told me is that you have scared me so much. And I did not understand what she was talking about. So when I went further into the conversation, I was asking, uh, excuse me, what do you mean? She was telling me I was so far and blacked out and passed out from my seizure, she didn't think I was coming back. Uh-huh. Now, when a nurse tells you something like that, of course she had to be, at some time, seeing serious illness and serious uh, things happening to people. Yes. But if this was a cold, why would this be fighting the nurse so much? Uh Uh-huh. Now, the fact of the matter is, when that took place, they made sure I got out of there quickly. Uh Uh-huh. But my fact of the matter, with they hiding information like that, that could have killed me. That's right. And they did not have any, uh, 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 what I would say, anyone evacuating the area, anyone coming down to medical, anyone. All they did was walk around like if something didn't happen. Uh-huh. And then when the procedure took place, they all lied about it. Yes. You gonna try to force information on me as saying that I got a cold as if I don't know what a cold is. First of all, when you deal with a state like that, that means if you die within that facility, then they don't very much care but ways to find to hide it. Yeah. Of saying it was not our fault. Uh-huh. Of course there have people that have died in and incarceration. There's people who have died in prison. Uh-huh. And there's also people who have lied about what the proceedings and what actually took place. Yes. Because there's no investigation coming in. Yes. Why don't they, instead of just going in, shutting down prison because you're getting certain reports, if you have so much of money funding these places, why don't you have a person in there pretending to be someone who's incarcerated and report these things? Mm-hmm. But no, they claim that every proceeding is well. Mm-hmm. Now, if that was something of a private organization, I guarantee you they will find ways to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Now, being that the Commonwealth funds the income off of people who are in and out of this and will remain connected to this commonwealth for life. Because if you someone who becomes on probation, if you someone who, who comes on parole, regardless of what the crime has been taking place, they will pro- pro-
provide procedures that you will not get offered. Then that means that whenever they call themselves having a financial crisis, then it's time to get 100,000 people locked up again. And that is what procedures what is taking place. Now I have another situation within that same jail. This is this had took place before that chemical spill. We were on the rec yard. Which they had four little separate cages with basketball courts in it. Okay. Now, they're on the outside wall, that is the actual city of Newfoundland. Uh-huh. Now, the point of the matter is, when you are outside, you in, uh, depends on what uh, floor you're on or what building you're in, or excuse me, what tier you're in, you, you would be separated in those cages. Uh-huh. Now, the outside wall, as I have spoken, is the actual city, the street. Okay. Where the community, if they wanted to throw something over to the fence, I mean, over the wall, it would reach the inmates on the inside. Uh-huh. Because it, there's no, uh, it's nothing but a brick wall, but there's no uh, gate or bar wires on top of it. Okay. So if someone threw a pack of cigarettes over, it will actually reach inside those gates there. Uh-huh. Cases. So one particular day we were out there and I was speaking to a one uh, through the fence. Uh, actually, pack of cigarettes did come over that wall, but when it landed, I had no idea because I didn't see it. The one who, was, who I was speaking to said, look, there's a pack of cigarettes on the ground. And when he said that, a few people heard that and they all ran towards that pack. Uh-huh. Because they have uh, just then, not too long ago, maybe a year or two, have counseled all cigarette smoking inside the facilities, uh-huh. uh, jails and prisons. Okay. But when this particular pack of cigarettes come over the fence, of course, when inmates see that, there's a lot of situations that dealing with their cases. They might want to smoke a cigarette or mm-hmm. just smoking cigarettes or over that situation. Mm-hmm. But yes, they were taking cigarettes out of that pack. Mm-hmm. Now, with me, yes, I had took three cigarettes out of that pack. Uh-huh. But I did not remove the whole pack mm-hmm. because someone else had that actual pack. Mm-hmm. There was a guard that was sitting at the base of the building, which there was only one guard outside with us. Mm-hmm. Now, the attention that was caught by him was that everybody was running to one particular area, and then he knew something had to be wrong. As he approached to have everyone lined up against the back fence and not in front of, you know, to allow each cage, the the center of it, to be clear. Mm -hmm. When they proceeded, they found a pack of cigarettes and a lighter on the ground. Uh They took that inside the building. Mm -hmm. They had been in that building for maybe 20 minutes to a half an hour. Mm -hmm. When they proceeded back out, they claimed they had small, uh, excuse me, they claimed they had found a small bag of marijuana. Mm-hmm. When they have done that, now they're looking for someone dependent on. Mm-hmm. Which they actually did, they pinned it on me. Now, when that took fire, they took me inside the building to which they say I was going to the hole. So I had to go upstairs to get my belongings. When I have done that, 
I would not even search when I entered into the building because the pack was not in my possession. When I went to get my belongings, yes, I released the three cigarettes that I had. So, and I grabbed my belongings and I was placed in a hole. I was being charged with one who had illegal substance as marijuana in a state of facility, which that would bring a class six felony. And that class six felony would stand as one to 10 years as one having narcotics in a incarceration in a facility of the state. Now, when I was told that this would be a street charge also, and I said, okay. Now, I'm in a hole to which they have issued time on me, which it was actual 15 days. The 10th day, I was removed from the hole. And they took me to the uh, sergeant's office. The sergeant had me sit in front of him, and he said, Mr. Jones, I have a little problem here. And I was saying, is this involving me? And he said, yes. What I have here is three reports on you as the ones who actually had the pack of cigarettes that you were trying to stiff them, stuck them in the middle of, you know, in the middle of your pants. Then I have another accusation of saying that you were sticking them in the fence. Then I have another accusation of you saying, I mean, excuse me, of their saying that you have dropped the cigarettes on the ground. All three of these statements and these charges were pending on me by the same person. The same person claimed that he seen me sticking the cigarettes in the fence, see me sticking the cigarettes in my pants, see me stick, uh, dropping the cigarettes in the lighter on the ground. Now, he said, I don't even know which way, which one they go by. Well, I had viewed the security tape, the camera, and you were nowhere near there. So what I'm going to do is disregard these, these statements against you for this person who made this is not even here right now. So what I'm going to do, you're going to be removed from this hole. Now, if this can be or stay between me and you, please let it do. This is the sergeant talking to me now. He said, if you have any problem, have someone to come to me that they may see the security tape and they will see you were nowhere near this substance. So I have kept that on mind. Now that I have the charge pending against me, I have a lawyer who was coming to see me. Mm -hmm. When this lawyer came to see me, he said, Mr. Jones, I know exactly how to defend you in this case. What we're going to do is say that you had picked the cigarettes off the ground, but you had no idea that the marijuana was in it. And I was sitting there looking at this man like he was out of his damn mind. I said, you expect me to say something that I was never had in my possession? Are you actually talking to me or you're talking to yourself? <laughs> because actually, 
Who do you think I am? A fool or someone? Mm-hmm. You gonna tell the court that I picked the cigarettes off the ground having no knowledge that marijuana was in there? No, you're not. Because I did not have any marijuana nor cigarettes in my possession. So this lawyer was insisting on me taking that request from him. And I told him politely, get your dumb self out of my face. Now, this man say, Mr. Jones, I have dealt with this a couple of times. So I turned around and say, well, get the security tape and tell me what you see. He leaves out the room proceeding as he was going to see if he can get in possession of the security tape. Now, I know this is a lawyer working for the Commonwealth, which they do not represent you because if the person they have in their possession does not get time, they will not get paid. This man came back to me and claimed the security camera doesn't work. So I knew you were lying because the man had already told me he had viewed that security camera tape. Now you telling me that the camera didn't work as if the tape was not valuable. This man was lying straight to my face, but yet he wants to represent me. So all I did was walk out of the room and wrote the state bar of your procedure of how you will conduct your assistance against your community. And they claim that they have no objections on how the way he will proceed in providing assistance for someone. In other words, they are saying, we're not concerned on how the techniques he takes. No, you're not. Of course you're not. You're only concerned that whoever is in his possession will get time. Yes. So, what do we do now? We go to court. Here I am in front of the judge. There's the security guard from the Newport News jail. Is the one who had them three separate charges all from the same person. There's the lawyer who I have told I did not want in my assistance. But yet, he was still there. So as they started proceedings, I'm standing there looking at that judge, shaking my head. As I'm shaking my head, I'm taking it to the no procedure as everything that is carrying on in this courtroom is all injustice and wickedness. This judge keeps looking at me as I'm doing that. So he, what does he do? He stopped the proceedings. He told the lawyer to go talk to the prosecutor. He told me and the security guard who represents the court to take me out of there. So what happens now? They take me to the holding cell in which there are maybe seven or eight guys who are waiting to be heard by their cases as well. Mm -hmm. So as I'm sitting in that room, 
All I can do is speak to the Lord Jesus Christ and tell him, do you actually see what these people are doing? Mm -hmm. Now, someone who loves you will actually provide in that way. There will be numerous of channels against you. Now, why isn't there's nothing happening here? So, as the day goes on, each man in that room is taken out and getting tried by their cases. Mm -hmm. They all returning, knowing that the proceedings went well because they're coming back with time with little anguish on their faces. Mm -hmm. Everyone in that room got sentenced besides me. I'm the only one left, and what happens, they never called me back into court. Whatever that judge done, I have no idea. But what they actually happened, they never called me back into that court. So my only response to what happened that day is that they dismissed that case. So now, this is what you call having a lawyer representing you, not you telling him what actually happened. No, he's telling you what you're going to provide and what you're going to accept and what you're going to say. Now, I have no idea of a lawyer representing that way. So, what does that explain? The commonwealth is all wickedness. Yes. It's all injustice. Yes. And they only proceed one thing. What is that? Finance will come on many incarcerations. Yes. I'm quite sure if I'm someone who had assistance and not authority, as in putting in paper that I actually have maybe 500 people in a jail and then tell them that I have close to 1,500. When the actual, the actual number is no more than 350. Mm -hmm. Then that means that the government will have to issue enough money that this place will actually have to fulfill everyone's needs. Mm -hmm. Now, Using that finance <laughs> comes to only one thing. Mm -hmm. As when you using that finance, you're someone who is like low income and a low income variety to where you're in a high cost state. Mm -hmm. So that will only cause you to do one thing. You will have to find things of your nature for a very low price mm -hmm. <laughs> and of less quality mm -hmm. because that's all you can afford. Mm -hmm. But dealing with that situation there, if they want to have a large amount of for their providing, then they will actually get the cheapest things they can possibly get mm -hmm. and then have enough to do whatever else they want. Mm -hmm. They do this with the medical assistance. They do this with the clothing assistance. Mm -hmm. They do this with the food. Mm -hmm. Now you have people, of course, who belong and do not need to be mingled with society. Yes. 
But when you take someone who actually never actually really done nothing to society, why do you treat someone that way? Hmm. Then you actually have one objective. Yes. This is no place for me. Yes. There is no way that you can provide love in a city that does not, or a state that does not even care for you. Why would you front to even have that logo that was over 30 years ago saying Virginia is for lovers? (laughs) That would never surface again. Yes, it's been 20 years since it's been heard. Yeah. It's been over 27 years since that logo ever existed. But the fact of the matter is they have always practiced in life. That's right. So... Why would you be connected of the state of that? Mm-hmm. You have people who have struggled so much to meet their mortgage and then lose their home because they cannot make the first taxes. Mm-hmm. That is totally ridiculous. So when you have a couple that took them a, like 25 years <laughs> to actually pay for that home. Mm-hmm. So now, when they have no mortgage no more, all they have to deal with taxes, which may be a large sum. Mm-hmm. But yet, they cannot make this first payment, the home is taken away. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you telling me this is a state that loves the community? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a state that loves those who have environments in this state. Mm-hmm. You actually want me to believe that Virginia is one of the states that will actually help a person. Mm-hmm. Well, I truly believe, as one reading the Bible, for Jesus who had been tempted for three days straight by Satan, mm-hmm. when Satan took him up on a high standard and said, these are all of my kingdoms. If you worship me, they shall be yours. Mm-hmm. One of those kingdoms was the state of Virginia. I believe that. I believe and I know it. Yes, sir. So, when you're involved in a situation like that, I just cannot understand why there are so many homeless people in certain counties. Mm-hmm. Because Winburg would not have something like that. Mm-hmm. Winburg and Richmond are trying to connect with each other. I have so many people from other states that would come through. Mm-hmm. So when you have that, you will not want people standing around begging for money. Mm-hmm. You don't want people up and down the street looking for food or looking for something they can wear out of trash. Mm-hmm. Because you have different, so many different people that come through Virginia. The actually thing is, when they make a mistake, they truly knew, know who Virginia is. Yes, sir. So the one thing of a nature, you have different counties that do not deal with people who are homeless, uh-huh. who are less in food, uh-huh. and who are actually out of work. Uh-huh. Those people cannot be the ones who are in that vicinity area 
Because what they look for is people walking the street after 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. If you're not in a vehicle and you're walking in Winsburg, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. Because evidently you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. But when you deal with different counties like Suffolk and Norfolk and Nubanu with so many homeless people on the street that dealing with the community churches that's giving food and mm-hmm. different little shelters, missions here, I just cannot see... Why people cannot actually say it's time for me to leave this state? Mm-hmm. Because I have been in that position. Mm-hmm. Of course I have. When you be locked up for six times and released every time you go to court, and no one has never come to the, uh, the agreement of something is wrong here, mm-hmm. uh, then of course you will end up in a situation like that because you never had a chance to provide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, brother, I, I just want to throw something in. Um, I know a sister who has had a, um, a child in the school system down there, a, a, boy, a boy and a girl, and they both went through things, but they picked on her male son, more so than the daughter, but they picked on, the, the, regardless of whether it was more or less, but she had a child in that situation that was that was um, that was picked on by teachers and administrators and doing uh, tricky, manipulative things play with that kid's head and to confuse him. There were a lot of things specific I don't agree with now and I had talked about on the show previously but it was the same state of Virginia. Now she's from New Jersey like us. Uh, grew up in Jersey like us and um, and she's a, 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 um, a teacher herself. So she was knowing some of the things to look for and to help him study and to do those things of that nature. But she also recognized the, the slick games that the administrators and the teachers would try to do to try to break his spirit. To break his spirit, that was something that you were talking about. So I'm not getting too deep into this, but I just wanted to make the comment on that. That's a national thing, but I've noticed, in, in, but since I've been close to the area recently, I've realized that they, there's, when I went in there, I just felt a funny vibe just being around there. And that just after sister telling me, and then. The confirmation came from you that there's something very deadly going on uh, in Virginia, and um, I'm not sure why poor black people live there, and I'm not sure why people. I, I'm not, and 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 I think if you're a black person that self-respect, you have to be very careful driving through or even having any really business in in Virginia because you could get into trouble, and all they want to do is re-enslave black people like they were trying to do with this brother right here and uh, to try to use him and do some uh, like with the vapors and all that thing to try to keep people off the community and also have them as almost like guinea pigs for like for like experiments so um, more or less this 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 show I want people to get from this interview at least from my perspective is that uh, people have to be very people should know the law be very careful in the state of Virginia and um, know that the criminal justice system in the United States has always been stacked up against people of color, black people, particularly and black men specifically. I think the brother had a lot to say in reference to that. Was there something else you want to say, brother? Yes. I also want to say is that, see, I'm not just focused on one area here, what position, I mean, what Virginia has done to me. Uh I have also lost two sons. Yes who are also living in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now, they were born in North New Jersey. Yes. And we have moved to Virginia 
when we were, uh, excuse me, when they were nine and four. Mm -hmm. Now, how that came about is that their mother, who has known that I was born in Virginia, mm -hmm. but I was raised in New Jersey. Yeah. So I would, as a child, I would go back and forth during the summers in my mother's possession, as in meeting my other family, uh -huh. her sisters and brothers. Uh -huh. And yes, as a child who does not understand how Virginia works, of course I was thinking Virginia a good, a beautiful place. Uh -huh. But I was so wrong. Uh -huh. But see, the actual point is, I just not suffered this problem my own. Uh -huh. I have two sons. Neither one of them has a child yet. Uh -huh. And the reason that is. It's because when I have spoken to them, I have explained to them, it's not about how you see the woman. Uh -huh. It's about how you want that woman in your life and how you would like to spend the rest of your life with her. Uh -huh. As their mother at the time who wanted to speak to me about our children not growing up in New Jersey because, you know, that the, New Jersey is much faster and much out loud than Virginia. No doubt about that. And there will be a lot of things that children will get involved with without the parents knowing. Yes. Until it's too late. Yes. We didn't want that for our children. Even though we were separated, but we had the understanding that we were not going to treat our children that way. Mm -hmm. And we were not going to be parents who are going to be one in the one state and one in the other. Yes. I don't care where you are. I'm going to be where my children are. Uh -huh. For those two sons are the only children I have. Yes. Now, when it comes to the point of them being incarcerated, of course, Virginia wickedness has got them too. Yes. Now, the only reason that took place is that one who provides protection was taken away first. Yes. So without me being there, it's just like a child growing up without a father. Uh -huh. Not knowing what man love truly is. Yes. Because Jesus is the only one who understands what a father and son relationship is. Yes. When you have a father, then you know you have someone who truly knows how to teach a man to be a man. Yes, sir. So when it comes to the point of my sons, what actually happened is that he was hanging around with guys who were thinking it would be nice to have finance from car stereos, from cars, in which he was helping them sell those pieces. Uh -huh. Now, I in particularly would give them money. Uh -huh. But when it comes to me keep being incarcerated for the same crime and charge, and never come up in court with nothing. Uh -huh. You're taking me away from my children. You're taking me away from jobs who I have left two or three checks on different jobs that didn't even bother me. Uh -huh. you, you have wrecked my life. Virginia has not just destroyed my life, they have destroyed my children also. Yeah. Now, when it comes to my son, yes, he's hanging with the wrong crowd because I am not there. Uh -huh. Now, when it comes to the point of him getting incarcerated, uh -huh. 
apparently they were looking at this situation as saying we cannot actually say that you were the one breaking in cars uh-huh. because his statement was I was not the one stealing the car stereos. I was thinking I would be able to make a little money helping them sell it. Uh-huh. Well, which in New Jersey, that would be receiving stolen property. Uh-huh. You will have no more than six months to two years. Uh-huh. And you will also not be someone hunted down like Virginia. Uh-huh. Now, the actual point is that they had no evidence of saying that he was the one actually breaking in the cars. Uh-huh. So what they do? What they do was say, we will let you out of this incarceration right now if you agree to do one thing. And you know what that one thing was? What is that? If you agree to sign this contract of a 10-year probation, we will let you out of this jail right now. Uh-huh. What kind of nonsense is that? That I have never heard of anyone who understands the law has even been addressed that way. Mm-hmm. Of course you can address someone who doesn't understand how the world works. Mm-hmm. Of course you can address someone who's beneath the age of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And of course you can address the one who has no knowledge at all. Yes. Now, what he thinks is that if I sign this, I can hurry up and get home before my father finds out I'm incarcerated. Mm -hmm. So he does that. Now, when I come to the procedure of his mother, who when she was lying to me, kept telling me that he was over at a friend's house, I had to actually insist on her to give me the truth, and she finally did. Mm Mm-hmm. When she had done that, he was released the next day. Mm-hmm. Now, here we are with my son who is home, who has signed a contract of 10 years probation and have no idea what he has done. Mm-hmm. Because if I had any knowledge of that, then they would have, uh, uh, of course, they would have incarcerated me too, because I would have took him back down there and demanded that paper. Now, without him giving me the full truth, just telling me that they just giving him probation, I'm thinking, all right, maybe this will be something he will learn from. I'm thinking no more than one or two years. I'm not thinking nowhere near him signing a contract for 10 years. You, you know, you're, you're signing, he doesn't lie to you, but he doesn't give you the, all the truth either. So what we do now is that I tell him, if you have those gentlemen on the porch, in front of the house, or inside the house, you will not recognize yourself again. So with me telling him that, I don't think his mother understood perfectly what I have just done. Because I believe she had awareness that he was still hanging around this group. Mm-hmm. Now what happens? About a month and a half later, he's dealing with these guys, and, and actually I believe it was the guys and not him messing with that motorcycle, but being they considered themselves the group, he gets incarcerated also. Mm-hmm. 
So now what they do? They discovered he too long not sign a contract for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So what did he do? They automatically make sure they quickly get a charge against him where they can con combine that together. So what they do, they give him seven years of grand larceny of tampering with this motorcycle. Then they add the 10 years probation, which he had just signed a month and a half ago, which brings 17 years. Mm -hmm. Now, with my influence on this, there was three to four guys that were actually there. One of them had an illegal substance, which it was a firearm, a gun, mm -hmm. which no one consented who it belongs to. Mm -hmm. So what they do? Of course, the one who has the most time, throw it on him. Mm -hmm. So what they do? They throw uh, that gun on top of him, which they have brought two years on top of that, now, my son, who has actually not have one charge at all. Now, if they didn't have enough evidence, mm -hmm. why did they come with, to him like that? Mm -hmm. With that probation thing. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing here, yes, he accepted the probation, but he doesn't have a charge. Mm -hmm. So what do we have? We have a young man who is 18 turning 19 with 19 years. Mm -hmm. Now, I actually have seen my son five to six times behind that glass in the phone. Mm -hmm. But I was unaware it was that large amount of time. Mm -hmm. I thought it was nine years, but I was sadly mistaken. It was 19 years. This has got to be the wickedest state I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. And then I would advise anyone with your children, this is not the state to be. Because one thing, regardless of the nature, regardless of the community, the neighborhood, the, the, the city, the state, a child will make mistakes. Yes. But not to cause his life. Mm -hmm. My son would be 30 something years by the time he get out of there. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at 44 years now. I won't be six years for me to be 50. We'll be here in no time. Mm -hmm. Now, if I reached that age with him in there and then happen to hear that something happened to Virginia, you think sorrow will come from me? <sighs> Oh, no. Because I would say that totally is deserved. Uh, yes, brother, but um, definitely, we uh, definitely appreciate all the information and um, um, for you to be able to um, say something to our, um, our listeners about the, your experience in uh, American um, justice system, American prison systems in, in Virginia and um, how they treated you bad. And uh, we definitely cherish and respect you blessing us with this information and um, we wish much love to you and your family and um, being able to get through that situation and being able to rectify everything that happens on everything that comes out of that and 
And brother, I thank you so much because as a simple fact, I have learned one thing in that state, and that was me being having so many things locked up in me. That's what brought to me having the epilepsy because when I finally got diagnosed with it, it was telling, well, they informed me of me keeping so much pain locked up inside me that it caused me to break three nerves up in my head. Yes. And they were so amazed at that because they said that could have been an aneurysm. That's amazing that you didn't have one of those. Yes. But the fact of the matter, it was that so much frustration, so much pain in that state, just where I got it from, from the state of Virginia. And, but I just thank you so much that I'm releasing myself and not still practicing what that state have taught me to do to keep everything locked inside. Yes, sir. And I thank you so much for allowing me to do that, brother. Yes, sir, brother. Yes, sir, brother. And um, it, I was touched and I, I've grown from talking to a, you know, a Brick City soldier like yourself. And I'm um, very impressed with you. And um, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad to know you and, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad to know of your experience. And, um, of course, you'll, be, you'll stay in my prayers. And um, I'm glad I know you, brother. And I thank you so much, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fusebox Radio.
not when they shut me in Once again, it's an all-out scrap Keep your hands in the gap, now your boys watch your back Cause in the alleys out in Cali, I'ma tell ya Mess with the best and the best can help ya Scream if you feel me, see it clearly You're too near me, holler if you hear me Turn the lights out at the party 
last son of Marvin Gaye Looking through the gate at the sons of the rebel Bob Marley I'm the son of looking slick Nine seven, we had sons Cause your pops was scared of it The son of Earth, Wind and Fire Son of the Commodore Son of the one Stevie Wonder Son of the Chevy Two-Door Son of looking smashing, we're coming through the door Sons of Bronx Lane Son of holding more than two coins Last son of clever Donald Goins Son of a Zanzibar warrior, Bronx Astoria Son of the Jackson 5 where Mike was feeling euphoria Son of the Tiger Crane, son of the gold chain Son of the hard bop, son of the boogie bang Son of the D-Train, son of tagging my name The son of Rick James, but I was tasting Mary Jane Son of the B-Boy, son of 7 fashion Son of the trench coat with pump shot action Son of the Zulu, son of center right through you Son of the hip-hop, hopping hip-hop, a neutral Sons of the past, father what's to come Fathers of right now, low sons just begun Yeah, this Fuse Box Radio, you know what I'm saying? Check it, you know what I'm saying? Fuse Box. BlackRadioEffect.com, you know what I'm saying? Check that. By way of the stars, by way of the Nile evermore, we have come. Speaking the tongue of the pharaohs descending from such, we have come. In love of the ancestor, the struggle continues. Loving heart, strong sun, firm fist. We are those. We are evolutionists for justice. People try to front and call us prejudice. I know they know the truth. They call us battlers, the great warriors, systematic radicals who put their hand in the candy dish to pull a mint. Government taste the thieves' descent. I heard you were a prankster, ultimate gangster, daytime shooter, nighttime shankster, the phone tapper, just a little dapper so you think. My color's blacker than it's pink. Descending from pharaohs or travel the narrows and all of that are such. See me at the crossroad, pimp strut. I'm quite a logical but never been a savage. Gene scientific but I never have to map it. I'm harder than the diamond that the eater might steal. I'm never mythical, divinity is real. Mind stay still, ever stable to the end. Nations begin, black watch will defend. So now you raise the flag of the blood race earth. Freedom or death, and death unto birth, we carry on. Crossroad walker, great vine swinger of the pyramid stalker, making God music in sync with the universe. So here we go again, another brother verse, back into time on the banks of Nile, writing on papyrus, reading the dial, looking to the sky from the city beyond, counting to the nine, cause the mission is on. So not a lying connection, retrieves degrees, star never dimming, third eye ever sees, beyond dimension, beyond the soul, the label of your car inscribed on the scroll. So what you gonna do but ride to the scale? On your knees to the east, all hail the grand creator, the host and children. How could you think to conquer his dominion and exist? Coming from abyss, we are this. See the black fist take a kiss. And from your earthly dwelling, you're dismissed. So can you dig it? Now with the key, back into the swing of reality. Divine principality, formalities are none. Son of a gun, I'm brother one, I am son. Enough. We are born 
one in genetics. Anti-Semitic, ridiculous, chill. How you gonna copycat the pyramids filled when a nation wears colors in respect of the build? Coming through the gap in the mountain on an elephant. The world just shiver, I'm the earthquake president. Walk the path and my steps remain. Back to the den, grab a hold of the mane. A leg bar. Meet me at the road, a following soul, young to the old. Walking in the path of the pure is not as easy as they contemplate. But I obligate to demonstrate what I'll struggle, no peace, and surely no state of mind. And what kind of nation will become? Daughters and sons of what is we have come. We continue. Warriors gun. A bunch of cave boys try to house my drum. I never bust a sweat because it's not at all tragic. Voodoo, running for my magic. I came across the sand on my faith alone. Eating cooked meat while you gnawed the bone. Sitting by the fire while you're frozen cave. A bunch of silly thieves with the nervous say you're brave. I think you're cowards. Fighting systematically and chemically conniving. Said you never like us, but it seems you're always trying. Trying to say we're dumb, but it seems you're always thriving. From the science, so now I bear you. Sit, heed the words and raise the flag to prepare. You for the coming of the ones that never fear you. Don't you know a brother like myself will only dare you to act foolish? We have come, child of the sandbox, follow to the drum. We have come from with the mathematic sum. Now you wanna ask what's the dumb diddy dumb? The X. Shalom. 1990, the tribal weapon. I was born in the Congo. I walked to the Fertile Crescent and built the Sphinx. I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every 100 years falls into the center, giving divine, perfect light. I am bad. I sat on the throne drinking nectar with a lot. I got hot and sent an ice age to Europe to cool my thirst. My oldest daughter is Nefertiti. The tears from my birth pain created the Nile. I am a beautiful woman. I gazed on the forest and burned out the Sahara Desert. With a packet of goat's meat and a change of clothes, I crossed it in two hours. I am a gazelle, so swift, so swift, you can't catch me. For a birthday present when he was three, I gave my son Hannibal an elephant. He gave me Rome for Mother's Day. My strength flows ever on. My son Noah built new art, and I stood proudly at the helm as we sailed on a soft summer day. I turned myself into myself and was Jesus. Men intoned my loving name. All praises, all praises. I am the one who would say. I sold diamonds in my backyard. My bowels delivered uranium. The filings from my fingernails are semi-precious jewels. On a trip north, I caught a cold and blew my nose, giving oil to the Arab world. I am so hip, even my errors are correct. I sailed west to reach east and had to round off the earth as I went. The hair from my head thinned and gold was laid across three continents. I am so perfect, so divine, so ethereal, so surreal. I cannot be comprehended except by my permission. I mean, I can fly like a bird in the sky. Hey yo, this is a field by production. Well said, take the beat. 
My ghetto gospel. Ghetto gospel. Tell me, do you see that old lady ain't it sad? Living out of bags, but she's glad for the little things she has. And over there, there's a lady. Crack got her crazy. Yes, it's giving birth to a baby. I'm tripping at her baby. From out of the frying pan, we jump into another form of slavery. Even now, I get discouraged. But if they take it on back, well, I still keep it coming. I refuse to be a role model. I say, go stay the children of my own body. I make mistakes to learn from everyone And when it's said and done I bet this brother be a better one If I accept you, don't stress Never forget That God is a brilliant swift to get I feel his hand on my brain And I write thoughts like a word And let the Lord do his thing But am I less holy? Cause I keep the purple blunt And drink a beer with my homies So we find world peace We gotta find peace And in the war in the streets I'm gonna gospel Yeah
Yo, you checking out Fusebox Radio with John Judah, and this is your true big guru, the icon.
It's your girl Camille, and I'm hanging out with Fusebox Radio and BlackRadioIsBack.com. place to be. Come on, feet. Do your thing. Come on, feet. Do your thing. You all know why these games. Come on, legs. 
Come on, run! Come on, legs. Come on, run. Guilty is what he say you done. Come on, knees. Don't be mean. Come on, knees. Don't be mean. Ain't first red you ever seen. Come on, feet. Yo, check this out. Chuck D. Public Enemy, you're now in the mix with my man, John Judah. Beyond the sheets of skin, beyond the rules 
Time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.